Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the LOI Zone podcast. This is actually our third episode in the last week. This week again I'm joined by Jonathan and Jamie. Lads, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. good. How are you? On the grind. I love it. Three episodes third episode in a week. In a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot, but uh, it was good that we, it obviously fell nicely as well with the bank holiday weekend. So yeah, um, we weren't up to much ourselves. So pretty, pretty handy to do. Um... Right, lads, we kick it off anyways. The Premier Division results from Mondays. We'll go first to Talca Park, where it finished. Shelburne 1, Bowes 4. I think we all predicted against Bowes for this one, lads. Uh, John, Jamie, I'll go to you first. Uh, what do you think of this one? Oh, I actually watched this game, and to be honest, Bowes were full. full. They deserve that win, big time. Yeah. Um, Shells, once again, I've been saying it for ages. Uh, not really much attacking threat, and also, they're getting caught in transition too much. It happened a lot for... Uh, for Bowes and their goals this game. Um, as for the penalty, for me, Stonewall penalty. I, yeah, all day. I heard uh, Shane Farrell debating it, but for me, definitely a penalty. Um, obviously, Dawson the boy slotted that one home. Good to get him in the score sheet. Big up to Liam Burt as well. What a player. Doing really well. Uh, I thought he had a really good game. Liam Burt um, was excellent, actually. Yeah, he was. I thought like everyone in that Bowes front three were really good. good. I thought... The way Bowes were playing, it really suited their style. Because Junior, in a weird way, he almost played like Georgie Kelly last year. Like they were feeding balls into his feet. He was taking mm. stuff down and playing out wide. Um, and it really worked, obviously, having Burt and Twardek either side of them. So, from a Bowes perspective, hopefully they will stick with that sort of formation and see how that will work. I think, actually, yeah. weirdly, although Bowes were so dominant in this game, they could have been six or seven up at one stage as mad as it sounds Brendan Clark probably had a good game which is rare considering he conceded four goals but I thought you know they were just flat I've heard a few mm. Shells players saying that maybe it has something to do with winning up in Derry but at the same time you're, you're a full time club I don't think that's an excuse personally I think big derby at home you can't really be saying that mm. yeah I was just like looking at the game as a whole I think balls were very, very good on the counter. Like, I think Shell's first half, I'm not going to take anything away from Shell's in that first half because I thought they'd done quite well in the first half. I was fairly impressed with what, the way Shell's were playing. They played quite like the second half in Derry that day. Yeah. Um, like, they, you know, were getting forward and they probably were probably could have used Connor Kane a bit better. Uh, I thought in the first half, you know, I think he was trying to get forward, but they just weren't feeding him. Which, again, like, I know Connor from the his years of draw then, like the way we played would have always been use Connor as much as you can and um like him he was unbelievable. Like so for him to not be used to Shells' advantage was really, really poor decision by the players and to be honest, I thought the manner that the goals that Shells gave away in the second half as well was just like it's just at this level like you will get caught out and especially against a team with the attack like Bowes, you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll catch you out like and I think, you know, the goal for uh, I think it's a uh, Twardex goal. Like there's a throw in on the halfway line, and they lose it like in the midfield, and then it just opens up, and, and you know what I mean. Uh, they're free, then Twardex then gets the ball. Brilliant! I don't know what I would like a Ronaldo chop and just finished mm. it nicely. And then obviously, I think the fourth goal then is is, is actually worse. Um, you, you know, Liam Burt beats about three or four fellas. Um, Lee Luke Byrne diving in like what are you doing Shane Griffin was really poor for the goal as well just the manner the way Shell gave away down goals at the weekend was really poor Jonathan uh, did you see the highlights of this game and 
if you did, what did you think? Yes, I saw some of them. Uh, I just thought Bows were just really on it on Monday. They bounced back after they bounced back after the draw to Finn Harps, and like we were saying last week, they they really had to. And they showed up four goals in a way derby. It's a big result for them. Um, the fans were questioning um, Keith Long, but and we yeah. said that these games would be big, and I guess like they're at least proven that like this side is still good. They can still get the results, especially in a big game like this, like a big derby win, and shells off the back of a big win against Derry before, and obviously just where they were just not prepared for the game enough. And Bowes simply outclassed them. Like I saw a few of the goals, like Stordix goal. That was a great goal from him with the choppers you were saying. Yeah. And then Cammy finished into the corner. Um. Mm. Yeah, not much more to say really. Just great Bowes performance. As well though, yeah. like what can Shells do? They have a really defensive team at the minute, and they're still leaking goals. Like. When you look at it, you have obviously Mark Coyle. And I know A. Durbin was injured for this one, but usually you have Mark Coyle suspended. and Durbin. Sorry, suspended, yeah, that's it. Um, which is two sitting midfielders almost. And then obviously yeah. they play their back. It's a back, well, I don't know. They might say it's a back three, but for me, it's a back five. So you look at it, and in my opinion, they're already very defensive. Yeah, they're still leaking goals. And they've made changes. They've obviously brought Clark in for Lewis Webb. Uh, it still hasn't changed much. They brought in the likes of Adam Thomas for Adam Aaron O'Driscoll, and it still hasn't made a change. J.R. Wilson hasn't really got a run out recently. I think it was actually Thomas who gave away the goal for the. I think it was the the third one. Yeah, um, so when he loses it in midfield, like you know, it's a weird dynamic. I don't know what they're going to do to be honest with you because it seems like they've tried everything. They've changed formation. They've really went with two sitting midfielders, and yet they're still getting caught in transition a lot and getting caught on the counter, like you're saying, Luke. So. Yeah. I wonder what can what can really be changed there. It's a weird spot for Duff. Yeah, it is. But at the same time as well, like you look at the Shells this season, and, and and in fairness to them, we give them credit as well because in a way, their away form is an unbelievable. Like I think like eleven points away from home. Like do you know what I mean? So yeah, very good, like yeah. that's that's a good return. You know what I mean? Um, like they've I think they've got what the three wins and two draws. So they would have yeah three wins two draws. Um, so like that's a that's a good return for a newly promoted side. Like it's always tough to get a away result, of course we know that. But then your home form—you've not won a home game this season. We're in the, wow. we're, we're going into the second. Yeah, we're going into the second game of. Um, where are we going into the second game of the second round? Like, do you know what I mean? And still not picked up a home win, and that's worrying. Yeah. Like, you know, your home it form is—if is, you want to be, you want to be at least staying up, and I mean, your your home form has to be pretty good. Like, but look, they sort of their away form nearly like. Helps them out a bit, but if their away form wasn't any, if their away form wasn't you know as good as it as it is, like if you you, you would be worried. But um, the shells fans, they won't be worried after this one. You know what I mean? Of course not. Like they they've had a they've had a good win up in there. You know what I mean? And they had a good win against Ligo as well uh, a few weeks ago as well. So they're not going to be worried. But you know they they'll want to sort out their home form at least get a few wins because they've a few big games coming up at home. So they don't be winning them. You know what I mean? Like look behind you. So. Um, they're in a bit of a it's a bit of a, a sticky one like a sticky situation because you know they're, they're going to want to pick up a, but I think once you pick up one home win I think it all they'll sort of comes out they'll yeah. start to come you know what I mean but it is about breaking that barrier now and, and getting that win but anyways lads 
we'll move on to the UCD and St. Pat's game. I actually watched the first half of this, lads, because um, I was heading up to heading the game park. Shella, UCD won Pat's two. Lads, these were about at this game. Yeah, yeah. John, and I'll go to you first. Um, this one. Uh, you cut out for me there, what did you say? The late winner, what did you think of it? I think we were quite lucky to be honest. Um I don't I don't think we played well at all for the majority of that game. The, the first half especially, like we were awful in that first half. There's no pace about the way we were playing. We let like we had so much of the football but did nothing with it. And you're kind of afraid that UCD could pounce on you at some point and they did in the yeah. second half they got a goal after an Ang save that came to Colin Whelan and he just put it home and then yeah. we get a penalty not long after and miss it and we, so we, and we were lucky enough to get a goal after that and then in the dying embers of the match uh, an own goal that Joe Redmond claimed <laughs> I thought for ages he was the one that scored it until I saw online you were the one that told me Luke <laughs> yeah the video yeah good, so, it was a good angle by Pat's actually yeah we got we got out of jail to be honest and obviously we'll take three points and move forward but it easily could have been one or none for us yeah I think Jamie it was pretty important that you've won this game because he's where you know a few like tough results in recent weeks. Like it's they get a few draws and then obviously the loss against Rovers and then um going into this game. One 0 down though after, you know, in the, going into the last fifteen minutes of the game, like I'm sure you were worried yourself. Oh, I was so worried. It was horrible. Um it was almost played like a pre season game by Pats anyway, until maybe the first goal. I think Tim scored. said that as well actually. Yeah, he did actually, yeah. But it just shows like it was so difficult to use a big word. It was not a stellar performance at all. Uh, I thought the way that, you know, we we weren't really creating enough chances in the first half. You would have seen it yourself, Luke. Everything was too slow. Everything was hitting hope. And then when it wasn't hitting hope, it was playing around the back. So it was a bit uninspiring, I have to say. Very frustrating. And then obviously UCD got that goal through Colin Whelan. Uh, Joey and I probably could have done a bit better. And then luckily, after the UCD goal, there was a bit of a reaction, I think. Uh, ben McCormick came on and he was superb when he came on he uh, made a penalty obviously on the missed which is not good first confidence at all uh, he ended up scoring the rebound though Ben did and then Ben obviously whipped in the, the corner for the own goal to win the game so yeah. it's positive to have a player like that coming off the bench I know he probably hasn't been in the squad too much over the past few weeks but by the sounds of it he'll be back in the contention for the squad now against Tarps which Who's is this? positive. Ben McCormick. Oh, very uh, good. Yeah. Top player. Very, very important in how Pats are going to play for the rest of the season, in my opinion. So, yeah, he probably would have been disappointed that he didn't, you know, probably get in the team earlier, like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. I think there was a few stuff going on off the scene, for sure. He's in the squad now and he's making a real difference anyway, which is positive. Um, I thought Tunde really didn't offer too much when he was up top, which is a shame. I would have loved for him to get a goal or two to up that confidence. Yeah. Same with Ondo when he came on. But, you know, ultimately, we won the game. It's all that matters. Um, we've played well in previous games and not got results. So, you know, I'd much yeah. rather we play shit and we get a result. So, it, it just keeps us ticking over looking at the Herbs on Friday. 
Yeah, as well, like, looking at this game, yeah, like, I watched the first half and I seen, like, you know, I don't yeah. really think Pat's created an awful lot. Did a good chance with Tunde, actually, and, and Dara had a shot that he probably would yeah. be disappointed with himself, you know what I mean? Like, he could have done a lot better, but, um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a good three points in the end, you know what I mean? It's obviously not the prettiest of performances, but it's about getting a result against the likes of UCD and that for yourselves, of course, because, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, like, losing to these teams, you know? Um, it was actually a weird one as well. Uh, obviously, we were talking about Dylan Duffy doing really well against you guys last week. Yeah, he didn't um, start. Didn't start. Liam Kerrigan didn't start either. And, and then he gave away uh, the penalty when he came on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was that, and then, was, like, was that inside the box or outside? It's a foul, of course. But I've, yeah. I've watched it a few times. I, I'm still a bit torn between. Is it inside or outside the box? I think the contact is inside the box. But he sort of goes down into the box. It's a weird one. I think you can tell by the player's reaction. It's reactions. a difficult one. That the UCD players definitely thought it was out of the box, which is I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's very close. Like I looked at it on Pat's had a good angle of it, but it's it, it is close. Like it is, it's it's. But look, it's probably you know what I mean. Owen Doyle definitely would be disappointed with himself that he didn't yeah. put the penalty away. Like, um, he's, he looks like a player who's playing with not a lot of confidence at the minute. Not at all. He's been. Very in and out of games and like that. Like this guy's meant to be scoring goals. That, that's why he's in the squad. And he's coming deep as well. And it's he's nearly on the wing, like for his yeah. Yeah, at some point of the game as well. It's just it's I don't know. Weird. It's 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 a tough one for him. But look, you yeah. know, what I mean, Pat's got the result anyways. And yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, anyways, lads, we'll move on now uh, to Finn Park. Finn Harps nil, Sligo one. Important win for Sligo, Jonathan. Just off the basis of the few bad results they've had in the last few weeks, it was probably important that they got a win here. Yeah, they really needed this win. Like, they had what no wins in five or six games, so it was really important they got this win. Uh, Carlos Sullivan got the goal early on, and they were able to hold off. Uh, from what I heard, it was a great performance overall from Sligo. I heard that Paddy Kirk was doing bits on the left side for Sligo. According to the main man Dylan, and um, yeah, he also said McGinty was very good. So, from, from, from I didn't watch the highlights, so from what I'm guessing is Finn Harris probably had chances if they were doing well, like that he was praising the defense a lot. So, I'm gonna assume that Finn Harris obviously had chances, and Sligo were just able to keep them at bay. And they got a much needed win to keep them right up there with Pats, Dundalk, and Bows. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, as well, looking at this one, like looking at the league table now, I think I think Sligo now are into fourth. Um, yeah. Like, they've had a few bad results in the last few games. They've lost a few and drew a few. Like, so, you know, they're still up there. They are. Um, I don't know. There's something open in this position, though, in my opinion. People are talking about Liam Buckley maybe not getting the best out of the squad, which is crazy in my opinion. Someone yeah. said it to me and I ended up checking the squad then. Like, with all due respect, I don't want to be a prick here, but like, look at the players that they brought in. They're not of the quality that they need to really push on. Like Paddy Kerr, I really like him, but he was at Longford last year and didn't stand out at Longford, to be honest, in my opinion anyway. And like even when you look into the middle, Adam McDonald. Decent player, probably failed in England, which is all right, but hasn't hit the ground running. Greg Bulger, who's had a lot of injuries, tend to get on. Um, I think Greg has a lot of quality, but you're getting the sense that he's winding down maybe this year. 
he's not even starting for them. Like exactly, uh, the likes of David Carley. Like these aren't players that are going to put you in title races, in my opinion. And I just think the Sligo fans, you know, this is where they should be. This is optimistic for them. When you look at the yeah. squad, I, I think uh, on the basis of the squad, they should definitely be happy with fourth. And it's, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek to maybe criticise Liam Buckley. And we've seen it a lot this week, and I don't really like it, the way that every manager seems to come to the cosh. It's a bit crazy, I have to say. But, um, yeah, as you're saying, they're not out of it. They're, they're a point behind Pats. They're a few points off the top of the league. But, you know, for Sligo fans, they should be happy enough for fourth, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lads, now, next game, Tala uh, Stadium. Shamrock Rovers won Dundalk nil. Um game it wasn't a game with a lot of quality in it. Um Dundalk had a few early chances. Uh and then, you know, Jamie will go back to stay with you. A moment yeah. of magic from Jack Byrne slips in Danny Mandrew and he puts the ball away and it's it's look it's important for Shamrock Rovers that they win this game, especially when with Derry dropping points to draw it. Um big win for Shamrock Rovers who now close the gap on Derry. So what did you think of this one? Yeah, it was super. Like you said Lou, uh, not the best game to watch back. I ended up watching the full game back. Uh I knew the result, which probably made it even worse. But, uh, yeah, Shamrock Rovers, they probably did deserve a win on the merit of play. Uh, boring game. I think Stevie had his game plan set out right, though. Uh, he limited Rovers to very little chances. And ultimately, like he alluded to, a moment of magic from Jack Brown. Uh, a great mm. pass into Danny Mandrew and a great finish as well. So I just, I, I just sorry to cut across there. Yeah. I know you're saying Stevie uh, put out a good game plan. But Dundalk are going up there. They didn't start as like a, like a you're like a proven goal scorer. They're going up there nearly it's as if Dundalk were going up to set up to defend, which I look I know you have to do against Shamrock Rovers these days. There's not many teams like that. But it just really showed like Dundalk you just wouldn't really know like Dundalk for doing that over the last few seasons, like really, would you? Like Yeah, uh, I get you. I think Stevie's done that a lot though. Like I remember at Pats last year. He'd mm. often not go with a striker. He'd go with a uh, you know, Matty Smith was often playing up top, but even outside of that, uh, sometimes he didn't even go with Matty Smith and he would have went with Robbie Benson in like a nine almost. False nine, yeah. I guess you would call it. So I think it was a similar sort of thing. Uh, I think it was Keith Ward in that position, which is unusual, don't get me wrong. He probably didn't have the legs that he had a few years back. But um, yeah, I do think Stevie's sort of done that before and I think it did work relatively well defensively. I think on the attack, you're probably right. They didn't have enough cutting edge. And looking at the spot, um, maybe the difference between how he did it at Pats and how he's doing it again yesterday, sorry, not yesterday, Monday, would have been uh, at Pats, he would have had maybe Matty Smith left and Billy King out right or Dara Burns thrown in there or something like that. But, yeah. you know, with this squad, I guess said Daniel Kelly. But outside of that, there wasn't really too much attacking threat. Joe Adams, he's almost a centre midfielder. That was a bit of a weird one. But, like Macmillan, Hoban, and Bradley all on the bench. Like, like I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. It was weird. See why he done that. I do think uh, that really. Ultimately, um, he limited Rovers to very few chances, and I think it probably showed at the end. Dundalk didn't have a lot of the ball, but Rovers couldn't break them down. And you can see at the end of the yeah. game as the game started to go on, the Dundalk players were wrecked. Lazy yeah. challenges, and ultimately, Brian Gardner got a red card because of a lazy challenge. He wasn't bothered to track the runner and ended up just taking him out yeah absolutely yeah uh, Jonathan on this game um, again I think it's another one of them performances for Shamrock Rovers they puff and puff 
one win. Of course, they'll be happy with it. You know, I mean, the six points from the bank holiday weekend, they'll be delighted. But you know, I think still going forward, like Shamrock Rovers, they just don't look convincing. Yeah, they haven't really at all recently. But at the same time, when they don't look convincing, they're still able to get these results. Yeah, and that's what's important for teams like Rovers, like they like Derry have as well this season. They don't have to play amazing to still get these results. And it's it's important for them to keep doing that for the season, obviously. Like, because Derry and Rovers, obviously, I think they're going to start running away with it. I don't see Pat Sligo or Dundalk catching up at this point. Yeah, I think it's a two-horse race. Yeah, so it's kind of just a matter of when they don't play well, can they get those results that they need. Yeah. And it's yeah, definitely think... going to be a big factor going through yeah. the season. Yeah. Fully agree. Um, looking at the game, lads, I think like going into the bank holiday weekend, I think the funny thing is five points in the gap between Shamrock Rovers and, and Derry, and now it's one point. Like, it's mad what uh, yeah. a weekend can do. You know, two games like it's it's uh, mad. Like I think Derry will be disappointed that they've only picked up one point from their last two games. Like, but let's move on to the next game, lads, and that is draw the United and Derry, which finished one all. Um, great result for draw to Jamie. Um, six games unbeaten. Uh, Derry will be disappointed that they didn't break Drada down. But again, it's another great defensive performance from Drada. Yeah, it was super. I really enjoyed watching this game back. Um, I have to say it was it was a great game. Um, obviously Joe Thompson obviously scoring a decent goal. Then Ryan Brennan obviously another goal for Drada. That must be what two or three in the, the last sec- few weeks. The second goal now, yeah, for the, of the yeah. season. Very impressive. Obviously, he came back late from injury and he's clearly making a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant for him. Obviously, he played a bit more minutes. I think he came off, what, 75 minutes in or something like that. Yeah, so, he, uh, he got a lot more minutes in anyways. Than yeah, that's cool. And then, there. obviously, there's a bit of a talking point um, to do with Derry. Obviously, they went with Nathan Gartside uh, in goal, mm. which was... I didn't expect it, to be honest. Obviously, there's something up with uh, Brian, Brian Lamar, I don't know, maybe if it's an injury or illness. Or yeah, I'd say it's an injury or something because he's not on the bench either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, that was an interesting one. I don't think he probably uh, would have been in the squad, like you're saying. And it probably showed he looked a bit out of place, obviously, for that. Uh, a goal, he punched it where he probably could have held on to it if he was better positioned. But uh, at the same time, you know... Derry threw everything at Drada in the last 25 minutes and Drada held out brilliantly. I have to say, yeah. I, I really thought um, that back five and also the keeper, they were superb, every single one of them. Uh, Dane Massey being the leader, I know Sean Rowan was amazing. Evan Weir on that left-hand side, it was super, it really was. Um, yeah. Andrew Quinn, obviously, on the right, really good. Uh, Sam Long and goal, I know you're probably going to talk about this as well, Luke, but oh my days, mm. what a save. <laughs> what a save. But yeah, oh, uh, ultimately, I'd say Drogheda fans uh, would be very happy with that result. Uh, really good final performance. And on to next week, I'd assume. Yeah, look at, looking at the game as well, lads, I think Drogheda, the first half, well, first of the game, Drogheda actually were the better team. Yeah. Goals, the goal that came from Derry was slightly against the run of play, which you're like, Obviously, we were disappointed with that, but it was a great goal, of course. Like, Thompson was a great finish. And to be fair, he, like, you know, again, Derry proven what they've tripped all over the pitch. Like, and um, it's a great goal. But, like, I think Drogheda were the better team. Like, they had a good chance with Luke Heaney 
keeper made a decent yeah, save. Actually, that was a very good save. Yeah. Um, and then you know, with a few crosses into the box, they were they didn't deal with Gray. Sean Rowan had a good chance. It just didn't fall from um and nil all. Uh, what else then? When we think of and then obviously you've got Sam Long, who's you know it's the turning point in the game when Akinton when Lafferty gets in behind and pulls the ball across for Akintunde and. You just look like he mishits it. Probably he could have done better acting Sunday, but what a save it. Um, there's nothing not taken out away from Sam Long. It's an unbelievable save, and he, even to to save it and then to you know from going in the net was yeah. you know incredible reflexes. So uh, it's a great save, and again, and then two minutes later, um, draw the score. So it's the turning point in the game. So Sam Long saved us there. You know what I mean? And because if it's two 0 draw that game back into the game. To be honest, they're not scoring two goals, so. But again, yeah. even at one all, one all, I know Derry had were the better side in the second half and had the better chances. But draw the still, you know, what I mean, still, still got in and a few times had a free. Had, Georgia, the uh, Georgia, and obviously he, he whipped it in. And, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but Garside looked like he was he looked like he was just going to fall into the back of the net, and Garside just just literally just yeah. passed it away. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Oh yeah. And then Dale Rooney had a had a Dale Rooney had a shot which he flicked up to himself and volleyed it. And I think if it goes either side, it's in the top corner, you know what I mean? Dale Rooney. Yeah, Rooney. He's another one, yeah. Another great very, player. Very, good. Very, Didn't very really good. think much of him very, very time, but he's been super. No, he's been excellent. In fairness, he's been very, very good. But, Jonathan, go to you. Um, Derry, who've only picked up one point in the last two games, will be very disappointed. Yeah. Like, they were league, in top of the league by six points. Now it's one point, as you were saying. Uh, two games... Where like no offense to either side, but they that should be three points. Yeah. For both games. Like Shelburne is a game you definitely at home as well. To Shelburne, you really need to get in a result there and then to drop points in Drada. It's just what not what they need. But it's it's credit has to go to the Drada defence though, so, like as you're saying, they played unbelievable. Like I watched that second half performance. Oh my like it was just amazing, like how they defended that. Like each, they were coming at you the entire half, and you kept mm. them at bay. Um, and as you're saying, like Sam Long in goals, and then Massey and Weir and Quinn, and it's, it was just amazing to see like how they were able to keep them out. And it's it's great for you going forward. Like it's definitely going to be important now that you're six games unbeaten as well going into. Sligo away on Saturday. Yeah, it's superb, isn't it? Luke? I'm sure you're over the moon. Oh, I'm delighted. Like it's, going into Sligo it, away. It, like, it's a great result. It is, but it, as well, like lads, the great thing is, is six games unbeaten. The last time we lost was in the reverse fixture with Derry. Um, back in the Ryan McBrandywell, uh, the Ryan McBride Brandywell. Um, well, a while back now, you know what I mean? It's, it's a while back now, but yeah, to continue, you know, being a really tough team to beat. It's a very tough thing to do, you know what I mean? To the, but like they haven't really like made a mistake in defense. Like they, it, it's unbelievable the turnaround because the first few games you were really worried about Jordan's defense and you were really worried about the goals they were leaking. But like to can to you know be as solid as possible in the last few games and six games unbeaten now and look hopefully you can continue. But you know the the fixtures definitely don't get any any easier. So um, it's going to be tough. But you know we've got three games coming up now that you'll you know again really tough like slowly go away. Um, on Saturday and then we've got Pats no not Pats Dundalk away and then uh, Pats at home and then we've got I think it, then it's like 
shells away, UCD, uh, Finn Hart at home. Every game is tough, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It's like, it's, it's, it doesn't get easier, but, you know, if we can get some get a few results in the next few games, you'd be, you'd be happy enough with that. But um, one thing I've noticed, lads, in, in the last few weeks, with, what are you thinking about the bottom two of UCD, Harps? Like, it's a difficult um, just, one. Like it's obviously it, it is it's early on, but like, do you think that like and shells will be able to pull away from them too, or or what way do you look at it? Well, yeah, at the minute it looks like there's a gap starting to form ever so slightly uh, between obviously the bottom two and then Drada and, and shells. So, oh, I definitely think it looks like that at the minute. But we all know Harps gone runs; they could easily. I don't know, pick up a few wins and sort of uh, shake up our, our current opinions on the league table. But like, yeah. with that said, from what we've seen so far, it does look like there's a gap in quality between the bottom two and the rest. I'm not trying to yeah. single out Herbs uh, or UCD. I do think, with that said as well, I think Herbs would take ninth, if I'm being honest. They'd be happy enough to console the playoff. Uh, at the end of the day, Ollie Horgan snaps his hand off for a playoff spot. So, um, at the same time, though, you know, it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility for Harps to go up and win a few games and then suddenly uh, Drada and Shells are right back in the race for the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, John, what do you think of that? Yeah, I kind of agree, to be honest. Like, a couple of results for UC or for Harps and it comes it goes completely open once again, but it's hard to know if they will get those results. Like UCD, they look promising, but they just never get the results that they're looking for. Yeah. And they, if they don't get those results, obviously they'll just stay stuck at the bottom. They're getting a few draws here and there. They've won, they've gotten four draws, but they get to win a game still, and we're eleven games in. It's just not what they need. Um, in Harps, they're they seem to be getting a few results here and there as well. Kind of similar to UCD, but the only difference is they got one win, and that one win is proving the difference between the two at the moment. Yeah. And it's a matter of can they just pick up these upset results like Shelburne have? Like Shelburne's, without Shelburne's uh, upset results at Derry, they're only at nine points, and it's only two points out of Finn Harps. So these kind of those kind of results do play a massive part in the bottom part of the table. And it's definitely going to be important for UC and Finn Harps to try and get these kind of upsets. And they definitely de- nearly did on Monday, to be fair. They got very unlucky not to at least get a draw. So it's definitely going to be close, I'd say, between yeah. between UCD, Finn Harps and maybe Shells, but it's hard to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as well, lads, it's it's important to look at it as well that you know, obviously, like the league is it, it, it swings in roundabouts. You know what I mean? Like, you know, few as as Jonathan that was saying there, like a few few results for uh, Finn Harps and UCD, and it's it's right like they're right back up there. So, um, but like from a draw point of view, for myself, I'm just hoping Drada can keep picking up results and keep pulling away from the from the bottom two. You know what I mean? Which is obviously very important to do, but. Uh, as we head into a busy time, of course. Right, lads, we'll move on to the first division. We've uh, definitely a few talking points, anyways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're going to start, anyways, at the RSC, where it finished Waterford 1, Cork 2, which actually ended up 
in Ian Morris getting sacked. Lads, John, Jamie, I'll go to you. What are your opinions on Ian Morris getting sacked? I think it's a bit of a joke as well. Very, very early in the season. Um, people forget Ian Morris in his first season at Shells in the first division. Uh, he wasn't picking up the best results in the first round of the games and he turned it around yeah. and ended up winning the league. I'm not saying this Waterford team would win the league because obviously you know, Cork are really good and so are Galway. But um, at the same time, you know, you look at this Watford squad, it's filled with quality. Um, but I don't think it's the quality that you need for the first division in a weird way. They've got a lot of flashy individuals, Phoenix, Parson and Junior. I really think they're amazing players, but you need a bit of steel, you need a bit of spying uh, to get results in the first division. And maybe that's what they lack. And um, let's be real, it isn't Ian Morris' squad. Ian Morris didn't really have too much in the way of signings. A lot of the squad were signed from the year before. Yeah. Um, so I think it was very, very ill-advised. And the most important thing, you know, every single fan group and club mainly, they think that they can get a better manager than what they have. But let's be real here. Like, you're not getting a better first division manager than Ian Morris, in my opinion. There's no one that's available. I know I've heard talks in the FN, which I assume is probably going to be a different talking point. But even still, Compared to Ian Morris, you know, Ian Morris has proven that he gets first division side promoted. And I just think it's another case of the Waterford board jumping the gun too quickly. And, you know, they don't get instant yeah. success. So they think they need a second manager. Like, they've done it before. Let's be real. If the Waterford board weren't so uh, impatient, they'd probably still be in the Premier Division. And they'd still have Mark Bertram in charge. So that just shows, you know, it's not the first time. No, of course not. Like I think as well. Like, just yeah, I just don't agree with the second of Ian Morris because, you know, as you said, lads, he's a proven proven manager in the first division and he's won it now a few times. So like, why are you second him? Like, uh, I don't agree with it. Uh, I think Waterford will be. I'm sure the fans are disappointed with it. Well, I know I've seen some of their reactions and some of them are happy. It's a bit of a mixed bag, but um, it's a bit of a bit of a mad one, anyways. But uh, Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with both. Yeah, I don't I don't see why they should have sacked him this early. Like they've only played ten games. I know they're nine points off the top, but there's still so many games left to pick up points. As you're saying, he's a he's a proven manager in the first division. He can definitely find those results and get them back up the table. Like he definitely had had the quality to do that, and I d- I don't see them doing it any better than what they were be like as whoever they get in I don't see doing a better job than Ian Morris and to be honest I think they could stall it about where they are now in about fifth or fourth and the top three will kind of just go on ahead yeah of course uh, Waterford going up like look I'm just looking at the league table here lads like they're fifth yeah Three or four, they have a game in hand. That long have two. Longford have two games in hand over them. Like they're going to be really disappointed with the, with the start they've had. But I just don't think sacking the manager is going to be the correct solution. Because, yeah, you know they've still got a good. Yeah. They've still got a good squad there. You know what I mean? And they've got a squad to turn it around because you know they still have a lot of players that played in the Premier Division last season. But again, I think as you mentioned, as you Jamie just said, and it's a brilliant point. If the Waterford board had have been patient a bit more, I think they'd still be in the in the Premier Division with Mark Bertram. 
as manager yeah. and then imagine a transfer window under Mark Birch and what they would have exactly. what they would have yeah. done. It just shows. Um, so it just shows uh, what what some decisions can lead to. Um, and they're fifth in the table, and it just doesn't it just doesn't look to be getting any better for them. Um, at the minute, but who who knows? You know what I mean? Um, and then obviously if Neil Fan comes in, will he do a the a better job than Ian Morris done? You know I don't I don't think so, but um we shall see. Anyways, time will tell. Anyways, lads, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, Bray won a late winner for Longford Jamie another big three points Longford are getting results yeah they're topping away aren't they they really are they're really going under the radar um, said, you know uh, Bray were not the best in this game once again um, no invention they looked at the amount of yellow cards in this game um, they're lashing out obviously they got a red Paul, Paul Fox and but yeah, I think in the game it really just showed where the two clubs were at. Um, obviously it was a last minute winner, and I'm not trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Longford were a lot better, but you know, just the invention going into the last ten minutes in the game, you know, it's one all, uh, and you saw what team wanted it. Bray were happy with the draw. Longford were really pushing for the winner, and obviously they got mm. the winner. And I'm not sure if you've seen that. That's obviously a bit of. Yeah, it's you know, fifty cups after, yeah. uh, with the red card and all the yellow cards, but still, um, that's beside the point. You know, it was a really, really good performance from from Longford here. They really mm. dominated, crowned and really just imposed the style of football. Um, I'd say Longford probably had maybe sixty five percent of the ball. That just shows you know they were they were comfortable. I have to say, but uh, for me, I just said before, the most insightful thing is going into them last few minutes. We saw who really wanted to, to win the game and who didn't. And um, it was also great actually to see Michael Barker on the score sheet. He scored a few goals now, to be fair to him. Um, and yeah. obviously he got a goal in this one. He got a goal. Uh, I don't think it was against Cove. I think it was against Athlone. And um, so obviously he's a right back. He played in the Premier Division mm. with Pats a couple of years back. Nice to see him around scoring goals. Um, but yeah, overall, if I was a Longford fan, I'd be quietly optimistic. Yeah, but where was the defense? I have to ask, where was the defense for the, the second goal? Like, yeah, it where was, was so unusual, wasn't it? They yeah. just one ball in and they're one on one with the keeper. Like, it's unreal. Uh, like, well, it was a weird game from the looks of it. Like, I was there and he said the highlights, but it, it just seemed like a weird game. Yeah, the Longford fans will be delighted, of course. You know, uh, yeah. John and Dave, there's a game of hand over second. When they go joint, yeah. Second, like, yeah, they're like if they win both their games at hand, they're joint top. So mm. they've been plucking away very, very quietly. Like they've definitely gone under the radar. Yeah. Like, been they've only lost one game. Can't remember who it was to, but they've they've definitely they've definitely definitely gone under the radar. Um, I Macnam Macmanami had a great game for Longford against Bray. He, he was the one that whipped in the ball for Barker's goal. Yeah. Was a great crossing. I was talking to a Longford fan after the game. He, he was delighted with Mac Manami and, and Craven in the midfield. Yeah, so, Mac Manaman, yeah. Good player. He really is. Mac I think, Ma- he just, I think he's, he, he, he's Shamrock Rovers, wasn't he, or something he was with? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, so the, their midfield okay. is definitely, definitely strong. Yeah, it is. You're right, and I think as well, the likes of Craven. You know, Craven's a, a son that's really gone under the radar. Obviously, he was at Bray last year. 
he's yeah. really stepped up this year and he's scoring goals, which previously he wasn't really adding that to his game at all. So that's a positive yeah. sign. Yeah, it is. It's definitely positive. Um, but no, Longford will be pleased. They're going to the radar and I'm sure they're happy to go under the radar as well, you know. Um, I'm sure they're happy to keep doing that. So they'll keep poking away. They're doing well in fairness to them. Um, yeah. Anyways, lads, next game. Cove 3, Athlone 2. Big win for Cove. Yeah. A bit of a gap from the bottom. Anyways, so uh, they'll be pleased with that. Jamie. Yeah, they will, yeah. Um, happy for Cove, actually, in this one. And as you see, O'Brien went managed to get a few goals. He got one, actually. And then he got, obviously, the penalty as well. And, you know, he's been a player that I've always rated, I have to say. I thought back in his court days, he was very impressive. And then, obviously, he's transferred a bit of that form to his Cove career. And I was a bit surprised he went to Cove. So was I. I was very surprised. I thought he had a future at Cork, I have to say. Um, but, anyway, <laughs> it's obviously working out relatively well from the Cove. I'm sure he... He'll be happy enough to be banging in goals. But um, out of the loan, then, from that perspective, it's another loss. But I have to say, they're scoring goals. It looks like they're showing that they maybe are a bit better than they were under Martin Russell, which is surprising. Um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, It's hard to tell with these teams. It's hard to really know where they're at until they play each other. And they probably are a similar enough level. But, you know, it's going to tell. It's going to show itself in the next few weeks, you know. These teams, with all due respect to them, they're probably not going to be picking up wins against the teams at the top of the division that are full-time. So it's yeah. up to them to, to play really well against the later teams. But yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yep. Uh, Jonathan, I think you can really see this in the first division, there's a bit of a gap with eight and nine. There's a bit of a gap between them and maybe the top six. Bray, I don't know about Bray. Like, Well, let's say top seven. Um, there's a bit of a gap between eight and nine. Doesn't there really like... Yeah, it's you can kind of just tell the quality difference between them, like Cork, Galway, Longford, Treaty and Waterford, and even Wexford. They, they yeah. have quality within the teams, and quite mm. a few of them are full-time, as Jamie was saying. Yeah. But then teams like Cove and Athlone, they're not full-time. They're, the quality, it's just not the same compared to those top teams, and that's kind of why they're struggling. Like, they to like to be fair to them, they're they're not bad teams. I think it's just compared to the rest of them, it's just not good, good enough to challenge. And uh, they they'd need a bit more recruitment to start going up the table. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game, lads, was Treaty Two Wexford One. Uh, the final game. It was an end of Curran getting on a score sheet. Jamie'd be happy to know that. Uh, Aaron Dobbs then equalised and then Stephen Christopher uh, scored a penalty in the 92nd minute um, so it's a big win for Treaty of course he had some questions whether it was a penalty or not um, but anyways uh, Jamie good win for Treaty who are now up to fourth yeah he's done it again big up Ender Curran the main man uh, but yeah he's doing super uh, he was actually really good in the game once again I watched the highlights and he had a few chances I think one he blazed over slightly, but like in the main, he's clearly uh, doing really well, which a lot of people probably didn't expect. And um, I have to say, he's joined top scorer now. I'm looking at it here with Phoenix Patterson and another man just behind him with four goals, Aaron Dobbs, another one that's been very impressive. And um, mm. obviously, he came down from the, the Longford squad last year, I think it was, but he's done super. Uh, I know he was at uh, Wexford before he went to Longford, I think, but. 
yeah, like in that attacking area, Wexford are really, really. They've got a fair few options, I have to say. You know, the likes of uh, obviously Dinny Corcoran, Connor Davies, Aaron Dobbs. They've got a lot of players to choose from in that area, which is that we haven't seen in a few years at Wexford. Um, so that's obviously a positive. I'm sure they'll be very frustrated to not come out with at least a point in this game. But ultimately, you know, it's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get last minute winners and you're going to get a concede in the last minute. It all sort of evens itself out at the end of the year. But ultimately, I think these two teams are a similar level. I think a bit of quality in the end. It was definitely a penalty in my opinion. I think, you know, we have to remember, you know, last minute, the referee is going to be probably contemplating more than he should. But for me, if that's on any other side of the pitch and I do in a minute, Stonewall penalty. I think it was a... Oh, I can't remember. Um, I know I wasn't looking for Gerald. It was the other side. Was it Sullivan, I think his name is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, took him down rather foolishly. But anyway, nice for Christopher to slot home. He's scored a few goals in a few games now. I think he scored penalties uh, in the last few games too. So clearly, treaty are creating a fair few penalties. Yeah, absolutely. And Jonathan, treaty two, Wexford one. Treaty, big win, obviously. They, as I was just saying, moving up to fourth. So they're really, really back up there now, you know? Yeah, they, they have a good side to be fair. I think they've been going up under the radar as well, kind of with Longford, just kind of getting the results here and there. And yeah. now they're fourth with a game in hand over Waterford. Um, so, yeah, they Wexford will be disappointed to have lost this game in the fashion that it was, like a last-minute penalty. But they still have a good side and I still see them doing well throughout this season. Like, they're on 11 points from their first 10 games. And like last season, they probably maybe had two points. I don't know exactly, but like they they were just a completely different side this year. Aaron mm-hmm. Dobbs being a big, big addition to the Wexford side. And he's got, what, four goals, is it? did you say, Jamie? Yeah, uh, four goals, yeah. Yeah, so he's definitely been a great addition to this Wexford side and they'll definitely push forward with optimism. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, lads, we'll move on now. Uh, Premier Division fixtures for this Friday and Saturday. Um, we'll start anyways. Big Dublin derby, Bowles Rovers. Uh, Jamie, the Bowles big one. Actually, <laughs> the big one because I think Bowles are going into this one. Really, really thinking they can get something from this game. Daily Man Park, I'm sure, be, without doubt, be sold out anyways. Um, so, yeah, it yeah. should be a, a great occasion. Um, what are you thinking ahead of this one? We'll get your yeah. As well. uh, the place will be hopping, definitely. I think the game itself, not to go into too much detail, but Rovers are playing really well at the minute. They're getting results in games that maybe they wouldn't have a few weeks back. And then, obviously, Bowes coming off a big win against Shells. So, it's going to be a good game. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I do think, yeah. ultimately, I can see this being a draw. It's yeah. going to be cagey. But thankfully, you know, it's the first game that I can remember in a long time. You're going to have a nice derby in Daily Mount. There's no harsh weather. There's no loads of injuries. It's just two top sides on form playing against each other. And I really can't wait. And I think it's a shame that this game isn't an RTE. I know. Yeah, that, I was just going to elaborate on that. That is a madness of a decision. Yeah. You know, I think every year, RTE, first two, three weeks of the season, they show a game a week and everyone thinks it's wonderful. 
and now they haven't shown a game in a fair few weeks. Uh, would have been what? Pats game. Pats and Pats. Pats. Yeah. But even like outside of that, what they must have shown probably one or two in the last two months. It's been poor. They showed, I think it was like Shell's Pat, Shell's Pat at the start of the season. And yeah. then I think it was Derry Rovers, then Drada and Dundalk, and then uh, the other one, the Pats Dundalk. Like that's just not good enough. Yeah, I think we need a game every week on RTE, to be honest with you. Well, 100%, I can't, agree, I can't agree more. Yeah, like, anyway, if you want to grow the league, you have to have it available to a big audience. And the people that are, yeah, at the minute, that can view the league are people that are already somewhat involved. Mm. It's it's basic stuff, but sure. We're used to it now as League of Ireland fans. Yeah, I was just going to say there as well, like, it's the same same every year, like, so, yeah, no surprises, really. Mm. What's your prediction, anyways? I'm going to go with a one all. One all. I'm gonna follow you. I think I'm gonna say one all as well. Uh, John and what do you think? What is this game? What What's do you think prediction? of this game? Um, it's hard to know. Like Dublin Derby's, like they can go anyway. Form obviously. goes out the window. What? Form goes out the window. Yeah, form does not matter at all for these games. Like it's like you saw with the game on Monday for both. Like they're on poor form, and they just go with four one. So, it, it's definitely definitely going to be close, cagey as Jamie said. Um, I'm going to say one one. Oh, one one, full house, isn't it? We all said one all, didn't yeah. we? We've all said one all. <laughs> um, right, lad, Derry UCD. Um, Brandywell. I just think this is going to go one way and one way only. I think Derry are going to get a win here. Um, lads, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's super for Derry. It's well-timed. Obviously, coming off mm. a loss and a draw, they just want to get back to winning ways. They've been superb all season. And good against Drogheda as well. And I think you know, this game, you sort of alluded to, Luke, I think it'll be relatively comfortable. Like, you see Derry winning. Um, 2 nil. I said 3 nil. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I don't see any other winner apart from Derry as well. Like, I know I said, like, you see how to get results against these kind of teams but I don't see it against Derry I think it'd be no. someone a bit lower down like Sligo kind of Dundalk kind of range uh, I'm going to say 4-0 to, to Derry no bother right um, <laughs> just <to> clarify <laughs> yeah <laughs> or- Oriel Park lads Dundalk Shells now this is going to be a tasty game I think um, Dundalk haven't lost a home this season I don't think Um and shells haven't, and shells. I don't think shells have actually. Shells have done really, really well away this season. So, going into this one, lads, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, thinking? shells haven't lost away, lost away yet either, which is crazy Ooh. for a team that's so low on the table. But uh, yeah, something has wrong. to give. Something has. To, oh no, it could be a draw. <laughs> could be a draw, actually. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think I will go with a draw, Luke. So, I do think it's a good game. Uh, like you're saying, I think it's both. Both sides are going to be relatively hungry. I think Duff will have his shell side putting in a proper shift in this one. Uh, he'll look for reactions from obviously getting pumped against Bowes. Um, I think the dark as well. You know, they've been steady all season. I think we started to see a bit of an improvement. Yeah. Um, in the last few weeks, which is, you know, always inevitable when you bring so many players in. And I think I will go with a draw, like I was saying, but I think if any side wins it, it will be shell or it will be the dark. I mean, whoa. Um, what's your score prediction? I got one all. Okay, one all. Ooh, 
Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, I agree that's going to be a draw, but I, I'm going to say nil-nil. I think Dundalk seem to play in a way that they don't score that much. Um, I think they'll set up like that, and obviously Shells are quite defensive as well, and they've struggled to score. So, yeah, I'm going to say nil-nil. Nil-nil. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Dundalk win. Um, Dundalk, I think they're starting to find a bit of form. I think they're going to beat the Shells by 2-1. Right, lads, the game I think you will both be at. Yeah. Pats Pats and Finn Harps, what are you thinking, uh, Jamie? Yeah, it should be a good game. Pats need to continue their... Well, (laughs) I was going to say their form, but sure, they got a a last-minute winner, but we all know how that game went. I think it's important that they win this game. It's very similar to the Harps one. Uh, sorry to the UCD game. Uh, if we if we win, how we play? Getting points on the board, Just trying to stick as close as possible with uh, Derry and Shamrock Rovers. I think if we don't win this game, though, it will be a bit of a disaster. Considering, you know, we've obviously got our our leg up against UCD. We have a bit of confidence in the squad. I hope. So hopefully we can continue the form from a Finn Harps perspective. Though I think Finn Harps, you know. They probably haven't been as good as they want to be in the last few weeks. I don't think they've won a game since probably that Shelburne game a few weeks back. Um, am I right in saying that they're only win all year? I yeah. think it yeah. could be. So, um, from their perspective, like I said, they're due a, a decent result. I hope it isn't against Pats, and I don't think it will be. So, I'll go with the 2-1 no. Pats win. But equally, if Pats aren't on the ball, you see if <laughs> Finn Harris will really... Seize the opportunity and hopefully pick up a result. Did you say hopefully pick up a result? In our perspective, of course. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I thought you were losing himself there for a sec. Jonathan? Yeah, I, I think Pats will win, but it's definitely not going to be an easy win. Finn Harps never make anything easy for you. So, I'm going I'm to say 2-0, but it's not going to be a comfortable 2-0. Okay. I'm gonna go one 0 St. Pat's. I think they're gonna huff and puff, but I think you'll get break them down with own dog. <laughs> I would love it. I think you will. Right, um, Sligo draw the lads. The final Premier Division game. What are you thinking, uh, Jamie? Go to you. Yeah, this game's on the Saturday, isn't it? So I'm looking forward to watching this one. Uh, it'd be nice to not know the score when you're watching again. So, oh, you know what? I think draw to have this one. I- <laughs> I'd say you're getting a bit giddy there Luke but uh, I, I don't know what it is I think obviously sorry they got a result against the Harps last week and they'll be relatively happy with it mm. even with that result and you look at Drada then I'd say Tom is through the roof at Drada coming off obviously a really good well fought draw before that like you're saying unbeaten in six I think they're going to win this one I'm going to go with a 1-0 Drada okay. uh, John what are you thinking? To be honest, I agree. Um, I, I, think, <laughs> I think Jada's form has just been great. And Sligo, yes, they won on Monday. But apart from that, their form isn't great. It's, it's just a question if they, if they can carry the performance from Monday to Friday. Um, I think it'll be 2-1 to draw. Oh, my God. It it would be definitely a very very close game. I'd say it'd be like a late like eighty eight minute winner or something. Yeah, 
look going into this game, lads, I again it's it's a tough place to go. So I go um I've actually predicted for a draw. I think it's gonna be one off. Again, I don't think it'll be exactly a bad result to draw this. I just don't I just don't think it's gonna be I just don't I don't know. I just don't know, you know what I mean? Um it's it's they're actually playing on my birthday. So hopefully uh, big birthday. three points. <laughs> <laughs> big three points um, on Saturday for my birthday be nice um, yeah, so I take all the results but I'm going to go with a one-off and so you know should be a good game anyways I definitely think it'll be a good game and I think Drada are in great form so it's great to see and hopefully Drada can get a, a big win you know it'd be a, a big win uh, to get right lads first division fixtures um, let's let's come through them real quick and I will get a from you both Cove Cork the Cork Derby what are you thinking Jamie um I can only see one winner. I know obviously Cove are coming off a victory, but um, for me, this is Cork's win. It's on the table, and I think if they play up to their potential, they'll win this game. Rather come to be, I'll go with a, a 3 1 Cork win. I'm going to go with a 3 0 Cork win. Jonathan? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Luke. I'm going to go with a 3 0 Cork win. Mm. Okay. Galway Bray, lads. Galway Bray. Okay. okay. Um, I think. Although Bray, you know, obviously they lost their last game. They're probably not looking like the strongest of sides. Um, I've also heard from many Galway fans that although they're picking up results, they're not really enjoying the style. They think that maybe they could be creating more chances. And I think against Bray, there's, you know, previous history that they seem to sort of make games a stalemate. I think it would be nil. I think it would be a typical Bray game. Horrible to watch. And not many chances for both sides. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Galway win. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Galway win. Right. Wexford, Waterford, lads. Managerless Waterford. Managerless Waterford. I still... game for both, obviously, but I'm going to give you my prediction first, and I'm going to go with a 1-0 Waterford win. Okay. What are you thinking, Jamie? Go to you first. I think... It's a bit of uncertainty. I can't imagine Neil Fenn, who is the only obvious candidate so far, will be in the dugout by tomorrow. So you'd have no. to assume that you're a manager list, like you're saying, Luke. Um, which creates a bit of an unusual dynamic. Because the players lead will be wanting to impress, trying to get into the squad for the new manager that's probably yeah. coming in the next few weeks. Or they'll be a bit clueless. So I think mixed with the fact that Westford have been relatively good this year, I think I'll probably go with a draw. I'll go to two all. Okay. You go. Okay, no problem. And so you go. What? Sorry, what? What did you say? Prediction was uh, two all. Two all. Sorry, Jonathan. I'm gonna go one all. I agree with Jamie's points. To be honest, I think Westford will be able to get a draw. Like they, they have a good side. They're on good form. I know they lost, but like they, it was a narrow loss. And Waterford are managerless. It's just a matter of how they show up. Like if they, like you don't know, like with manager bounces, but where they can go. Obviously, Athlone picked up a draw when their manager was sacked. So it's hard to know, but I I think one one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I already said that, and I won't know. Uh, long for three lads. Um. This is gonna be. I actually think this is. I think this is the game the weekend. Put a bold statement though. It's on Saturday. It'll be a good game. Long for three, lads. Uh, Jamie. 
Yeah, you're right. It would be a good game. Uh, it's going to be a great way of sussing out where both sides are. I think Longford and Treehe both are in a similar position. I do think if Longford win this game, suddenly Longford being under the radar, they're not really under the radar anymore. I think Treaty then, do the other hand, big up end the current. I have no doubt he'll have a few chances and I can see him probably putting one away. So I'll go with a 2-1 Longford win. That's exactly what I wrote down as well. I think it's going to be a Longford 2-1 win. Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make it a full house, 2-1. Beautiful stuff. stuff. Right, lads. That ends another episode of the LOI Zone podcast. Uh, Really good stuff again today, lads. Um, Obviously, we've had a long week with a three-week, three episodes in a week. We'll be back to our one a week now from uh, from (laughs) now on anyways. Uh, Well, for for a few weeks anyways. Um, Until there's another Monday round. So, fair play, lads, for coming on again. Thank you very much. Uh, We hope you you enjoyed. Um, Let us know anyways. And and also, enjoy the game. Uh, that game on Friday. Check out our social media as well for all of our updates and all. Um, so yeah, fair play, lads. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Cheers.